Welcome to New Game Netcast, the official podcast of NewGameNetwork.com. This is episode 10 for Sunday, August 5th, 2012. Today on the show, we got Microsoft Flight, NHL 13, The Walking Dead episodes, Army F2, The Devil's Cartel. Article recap includes Rainbow Moon. News around the industry includes Los Angeles continues to host E3 until 2015. Ubisoft fixes Uplay DRM security exploit. Star Wars The Old Republic going free-to-play, new Steam user agreement aims to prevent class action lawsuits, and financial reports from EA and more. We're also talking about Oculus Rift, the VR headset, EA suing Zynga, the next Xbox development kit services, and thoughts on Google Fiber. And stay tuned for our question of the episode. Hello, people of the world. It is New Game Netcast, episode 10, the milestone that is happening today on Sunday, August 5th. Mm-hmm. Somebody said yay, yep. so that must be Peter. No, 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 that was nothing. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's Peter and Matt. Hey, guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most botched opening ever. That's awesome. I'm sorry, I've been drinking a little bit, so... Yeah, get that buzz on. You're not allowed to say that on national podcasts. Oh yes, I do apologize. Children drinking is not clever. <laughs> not until you're uh, a proper age. What is the age? 18 over here, what is it in Canada? It's, it's 18 as well. Yeah. yeah. Alright, what was I talking about? So, uh, Olympics. Fun times, yes? Yeah. Uh, Has it changed the face of England forever? <laughs> the face of England? I think it restored some lost patriotism, if that's the thing. <laughs> National pride? No, I, I like it. I don't know. I, I watched bits, but I'm not that interested. Um <laughs> Until we get to the athletics, that'll be quite interesting. Yeah, I remember it's in uh, the Olympic Villages in a place called Stratford, on the central line, if you're wondering. Yes. And, yeah, I remember when it was uh, being, uh, when all the place was being redone. And uh, Stratford gets a bit of a bad rap, because it's uh, seen as a quite of a, I, I wouldn't say, uh, I don't know, it needed some uh, stimulus via money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I, I went back there not so long ago. To the uh, Olympic Village place, and oh. uh, they've uh, put just a giant mall there now, and uh, with giant TV screens and everything. So, I think they've uh, they've really rejuvenated the area. But there's yeah, the financial investment's been quite healthy for it. Yeah, and there's still the insane uh, Bible thumping guy. He's from Liverpool. He usually sits by the shopping centre with a microphone and an amp. Just you know, giving some passages to people who walk by, but this it's quite a it's quite a, I think a Muslim populated area there as well. So you know, I think he's really trying to break down some barriers, get some uh, get his wallo wallo uh, conversion status going. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> reminds me of because uh, we had those guys at uh, E3 as well outside the convention center. What uh, was it? Preachers. Huh? Oh, yeah, wallo, wallo. yeah, the dudes with the microphones and the Bibles and I oh, remember that. Preaching. Preaching the word of God yeah. to all those gamers out there. Exactly. It was a bit odd, but I guess uh, whatever. 
Oh, yeah, I remember now. I'm not sure why they were there. I wasn't sure if they were there for E3. I think because you had them juxtaposed with, like, scantily clad women um, in front of high-octane sports cars, <laughs> giving, giving out NOS and other energy drinks. <laughs> True, that happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think they, they, they really needed to up their game. I was thinking bikinis <laughs> and uh, speedos for the guys with the signs, the religious signs. Next year. Yeah. So before we get carried away too far, we should talk about some games. 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 That's that's the jingle now. Is it? Yeah. Can you say it again? Well, I didn't say it, you did. I know, but uh, you know, it's not going to be on record, so you should just reinterpret. Games, games. There, there you go. go. That, 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 that's the more baritone version. <laughs> I've told you. We, 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 we should each be responsible for a musical uh, interlude into each different section. Yeah. So we have that to would, improvise. I would get embarrassing really quickly. So? It's all points. <laughs> as, they, as they say, that escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Some headlines from the site. Uh, development of Microsoft Flight has been stopped as staff is also laid off at the Vancouver studio. NHL 13 GM Connected mode details got released. Uh, the Walking Dead episodes 1 and 2 will be free for PlayStation Plus members in North America at the next update. And Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, has been announced as the next sequel in the series. They were making Microsoft fly anymore. That's what I was thinking. I can't remember the last time. I remember it like when it came with like Windows 98. Yeah, I remember playing at a friend's house in like, <laughs> 2000. But... That sounds like a terrible friend if well, you the game of choice is Flight Simulator. The thing is, I mean, it was actually... I mean, they, they, they did the like, bi-yearly releases every couple of years, and there was, you know, a proper full, uh, you know, release, which is quite impressive, the amount of detail they had there, you know, as you guys yeah. know. Uh, so the last one was, like, Microsoft Flight Simulator 10. Nice. And then Microsoft actually canned that studio and then this Microsoft flight is you know the free to play version continuation and obviously it was kind of like an arcade more than anything to do with the old series and so it's it's stopping so much of a simulator oh yeah yeah for sure and uh, it only included like what one island instead of like real world locations all over alright really so uh, and yeah it's free to play and I guess it didn't really take off. Oh! <laughs> oh! Uh, so, yeah, they, they canceled that studio, unfortunately, and the whole development of the thing. But the the, the people have moved somewhere else, haven't they? Uh, or part of another department now? No. They Did pretty they, much oh, they, let go. Oh, right. Uh, so, but I don't know, maybe they could make uh, some DLC for it or something. Well, they know. already released a whole bunch, because it's free to play, so they kind of had to, right? Oh, right. Make some money. So was there, um, like, can you play, like, a drunk pilot and stuff like that? What 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 does that mean, even? <laughs> what does that got to do with anything, Pete? <laughs> well, that's what, there's always that about, uh, you know, pilots that they, you know, fly drunk. I still don't understand what you're asking. Well, it's a flight simulator game, so maybe they could dip more into the social aspect and social repercussions of uh, being a man on a flight simulator. You could, like... Oh, the, the addition of more arcadey aspects of gameplay. Yeah, you, you have to toy with things like, you know, passengers being unruly, 
Oh no! Maybe see, that's the thing. This, I mean, you you pretty much fly like two seater planes in this one. Oh, like a biplane. Wasn't there something like floating around on the internet where uh, recently, where one of the in like a flight simulator game, the guy took a like a glider into space, like out of the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. And that was on obviously the flight sim uh, ten. Yeah, nice. The last proper game, if if you will. <laughs> But it's like it's nearly as bad as um yeah the dodo in uh, GTA three. Oh God! Being like the only plane you could I wouldn't call it a plane as it was like yeah I know I've made more robust things out of paper but trying to fly <laughs> that thing it was like like one of those like balls in a hey those, I like, got Western as far balls. as circling once before it came down <laughs> circling the islands. Oh man, I, I don't know. Well, it didn't so much handle like a plane as it did with like I don't know. Being like drunk and having a fit while trying to like I don't know play with a joystick. It was terrible. I, I was trying to do that with a keyboard. Oh, I can't even imagine what it was like with that. <laughs> yeah. But it it improved in you know, the next ones. But because um. Oh yeah. Yeah, because San Andreas, you had mandatory flying. Yeah, and you sure. could, the jets and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the uh, like when you get like the like F one plane or whatever the F sixteen jet as well. Yes. There was there was some jets you could get. That's what you need to do then. Obviously, slap some guns on things. Yeah, exactly. There's some kind of airfield out in the big desert, wasn't there? Yeah, like the Area 51 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming down now. Coming down. Down to ice level with NHL 13 GM connected mode, which uh, uh, does sound impressive for not just a sports game but just multiplayer gaming in general, because essentially you can have you know, up to like, in theory, 700 and some people in the same mode. Whereas, you know, you have like a a real ice hockey simulation. So you have the players, you have the coaches and the GMs and the league commissioner all being real people with their own roles and stuff. Um, I don't know if <laughs> it's ever going to happen, you know, without something going wrong, somebody messing things up for everybody else if such a big game ever got started but uh, it should I suppose be. you have to treat it like an MMO yeah so, pretty much is this is this setting up competitions and things within the game setting up leagues yeah pretty oh, much like uh, you're not talking about 700 people on, on one match of NH <laughs> no 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 everybody's that, watching that, that yeah no, no, it's like I said, uh, people taking on roles of specific, you know, players and coaches yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and you have multiple different teams. Yeah, that's right, 30 teams. Uh, that's quite cool. Did they have something similar when we were at E3? With, um... Well, they weren't talking about it yet when we were there. But they were discussing how you could have FIFA and, uh, um, you know, the NFL thing on your phone, like socially connected, you could manage it from on the go. Yeah, they have that for this as well, I think. Yeah. It's EA, isn't it? It's getting blanket coverage. Yeah, pretty much. For all of your devices. Yeah. No. no Even the microwave. No, no, no. The app is only going to be for iOS. Oh, right. Surely somebody will crack it for Droid. Crack it? I don't think you can crack apps. Yeah, well, whatever the equivalent is. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm 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 not being technically minded. Yeah, no, you're not. Not even close. That's okay. Yeah. That's why everybody loves you. 
right. Going uh, going back to uh, what I just said, though, uh, this should definitely include a bonus mode with 700 people on the pitch. (laughs) Could could you even move in an ice hockey rink? Probably not. It'd be like penguins in the Antarctic where they're all, like, shoveled together. But actually, are they in the Antarctic? What they could do is have uh, 700 spectators, right? Yeah. That'll be... Well, they get foam fingers and beer and popcorn and stuff. And you get to play as a spectator. <laughs> yeah. You a get to, or you can you get to buy food with real money from virtual EA vendors. <laughs> it actually feels that's... like I'm eating the hot dog. <laughs> exactly. It's like perfect. Extra money. So, and is there a chance of you getting smacked in the face with a puck or anything? Is that like a bonus mode? You, you have, have to dodge to. it with your augmented reality device? <laughs> I sincerely hope that EA don't hear this podcast and... Uh, Adopt that microtransaction idea. Yeah, because cannot, because then we want to cut at least, right? <laughs> well, it's it's worded, so I think that's some kind of legal rebuttal. Yeah, my name my name is Alex, and this is Pete and Matthew, and we're like a place at verbal copyright on this idea. Yeah, there we go. Now, now it's official. I'll get the lawyer to uh, make sure everything's cool later. Ratify it. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Uh, for those of you who like zombies. The Walking Dead episodes one and two, out of the what five episode series season, I guess, uh, will be available free for PlayStation Plus members in North America as part of their free games program. Yep, it's cool. This is this all episodes, all future episodes? Uh, no, just the first two. Just A taste. Just, yeah. That's otherwise, cool. it, otherwise, it would really suck for people that already purchased the season. Yeah, gonna say. Yeah. So. Quite a nice incentive. Yeah, I'd say. Is there a? Did you have to return them after a certain point? Does the key wear out, or is it just you get it? And that's well, that? it's the same as all games that you get for free with PlayStation Plus. You keep them as long as you have your PlayStation Plus. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. PlayStation Plus is like a really good deal now. The amount of things that you get discounts from, yeah. you get free mm-hmm. games. Like if you join now, you get choice of multiple different free games. Like there's Infamous up there and a bunch of other Sony exclusives. It's really quite a good deal. Yeah, and that was brought to you by Matthew. Yeah, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so. if you're in UK, actually, you don't get uh, de- uh, you don't get The Walking Dead. You actually get Dead Space Two. Oh. For free. Oh. Still, it's still an incentive. I prefer the Walking Dead games myself, but still. In yeah, but they're big games, I guess, is the point that you're getting. Yeah, free. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, announced just yesterday, or a couple of days ago, at the EA Summer Showcase, uh, next title in the Army of Two franchise, The Devil's Cartel. Uh, it's uh, supposed to be, and this was exactly what it said, more gritty and oh. realistic and on oh. the streets of Mexico. Oh, and that's well, that's quite an, uh, an interesting and unusual direction for them to take. Um, <laughs> quite a fresh, they are fresh. a unique snowflower. Yeah. But I thought it was, when it came out, it was supposed to be darker and grittier. But... Well, it was pretty dark and gritty anyways, wasn't it? I mean, I, I had some, not slapstick moments, but slightly comedic moments, didn't it? Um... Actually, I haven't played the series myself. I meant to pick it up occasionally, but never got around to it. I played bits of the first one, and I would hardly call it like light-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> a big a knockabout kind of game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and no, I to be honest, I didn't think they'd done well enough to warrant a third, but might as well knock one out, eh? 
And this yeah. one is being made by uh, Visceral instead of uh, the previous developer. And what would Visceral be known for? Um, Dead Space. Oh, right. So, here's the thing, and this is completely off topic. Um, what I'm thinking is, EA is putting out... Well, first of all, their, their studios are like loaded with projects, because Visceral is now baking this and Dead Space 3. Yeah. And EA has Dead Space 3, um, Army of Two, and uh, Crisis 3. They're all coming out in spring 2013. And... So, you know, why this huge lineup in a matter of two months? And I think it's because the next gen is really coming, so they want to get, like, one more game out in a series, pushed out yeah. more type of thing. So when you say next gen's coming, you mean it's announcing? Uh, well, yeah, like, I, I bet you they're working on it now. So they want to, you know, squeeze out one more game on current generation. Yeah, before... well, you can, pre- you, you can kind of presume that um, next holiday we're going to have the next consoles from Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. So you can kind of understand why they're wanting to get all of these things that they're developing for the current gen consoles out of the way earlier in the year. Mm. Next. It's pretty exciting, though. Yeah, not Army of Two, but next gen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. many shit from EA, though. God. But that's kind of what I think they specialize in. I think they're the kind of company that, once they see that vein is profitable, they will uh, bring, bring on the diggers. Yeah, they're milking it, aren't they? I just wish they'd make a. I don't know, or Mirror's Edge, Edge sequel or something more interesting. I know, that's the kind of strange thing. They Mirror's Edge was supposedly stopped because it wasn't as profitable as they wanted it to be. Oh. But, you know, Army of Two and other stuff will get, will keep getting, um, you know, the games, like, contracted. Ugh. I don't know. We'll see. But hey, it could be a good game. Don't, I'm not... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but... We'll see. Need like a, a robot chicken version of it. What? With squawks. Have you seen seen robot chicken? Sometimes. Yeah, but you know the. You know the kind of a chicken way of singing things. No, I don't. All right. Okay. All right. Well. And recapping the reviews from the site, uh, Lone Survivor got a 74, and we said that some obtrusive game mechanics mar this otherwise intense and intriguing experience. Uh, Dirt Showdown had a 67. Uh, Showdown takes the franchise on new distractive course, but fortunately it doesn't take long before it crashes straight into a brick wall. Uh, Silent Hill Downpour got a 68, and we said it was a decent attempt which doesn't quite manage to reach its full potential. And finally, Rainbow Moon, which had a 63, which I'm not going to introduce because Matthew's here to talk about it. Yay! Yeah, Rainbow Moon. Uh, it was um, an interesting little game, downloadable PSN game for 15 Canadian dollars. Oh. Um, for that price, you get a hell of a long uh, old-school RPG uh, very much in the vein of something like Final Fantasy Tactics or Dysgear, um from its top-down isometric viewpoint. Um, it's got an interesting battle system, which is grid-based, and you take it in turns to move around the grid and dish out various different attacks to a number of enemies. 
Um, the problem I had with it is that it's just really repetitive all the way through. You're constantly going between one village to another. There's not that much to differentiate the villages. Uh, they all send you on really long, protracted fetch quests, which always involve going down into someone's basement or some, some <laughs> random dungeon in one area and going through a dungeon and just fighting lots and lots of repetitive, repetitive enemies. Um, yeah, it's just kind of really long and got quite boring after a while because it's just the same thing over and over again, which if that's your kind of thing, if you like that from RPG, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's my assessment of it. Yeah, I think uh, I think the parallel to, uh, to things like Disgaea and, uh, oh, you know, there's so many from the Nipponichi thing, which yeah. is basically you sit in that game and you have to invest 200 hours of just pure yeah. pure grinding through levels. Oh, it's, it's definitely a grind. The amount of times I have to backtrack and just <clears throat> grind through hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of weaker enemies. Definitely, definitely a war of attrition. And um, what's... Uh, I'm always interested in the story of these things. Is it your basic what kind of thing? But it doesn't really have much of a story. It starts... There's a, there's a short comic book cutscene at the start where... Um, sets of the story of this guy called Baldrin and he's fighting some guy in the forest there's no real reason why uh, the guy in the forest creates this giant pole and this sucks him through to this planet called Rainbow Moon which is a very interestingly colourful place um, and it also sucks all the monsters that you're fighting in the forest with through Is there a, what kind of moves have we got? Is it just purely attack? Have we got like magic and things like that? No, it starts well, for a hell of a long time it's purely attack and defend but um after a while, you get different skills. Yeah, you do get magical skills, and you have um, a number of magic points to assign to each of those skills. You, you have to purchase scrolls to learn new skills. Yeah, there's some, there's some quite interesting variations in different kind of defensive ones and offensive ones, and you can also choose scrolls that can um, change the way that your character is placed on the grid at the start of the battle, which allows for some interesting tactics, really. Yeah, I think uh, the thing with some of them, uh, particularly as I was referencing things like uh, Disgaea, is that there's, uh, as well as having to grind for a lot of time, there's usually quite a bit of uh, depth to them. And uh, there's usually an interesting and like uh, comical kind of narrative to go along with it, um, I think. But this one, it it would seem, from what Matt said, that it's pretty much just there for the grinding hall rather than having other facets which make it uh, entertaining. Yeah, there's there's no like you do come across you get extra characters to your parties you go along but they're not really characterised in any way um, mm. apart from visually they're just they're introduced quite blandly um, there's there's no real character development as you're going along there's no real story progression as you're going along so fifteen dollars worth it or not uh, if it's your kind of thing then definitely if you, if you love this kind of like old school RPG grind fest then you're gonna get like a decent amount of value for your money, but if it's not, then no, not, not at all. How um, how big is the like you said? There's no story, but how big is the game world? Is it just a couple of little areas that you go to because you always have to backtrack? No, no, no. Um, you do have. There's a little bit of backtracking, but you are moving between new areas pretty much constantly. Okay, so going forward somewhere. Yes, but yeah, you're not really going forward with much of a goal other than trying to get off Rainbow Moon, and you constantly come across obstacles. So um, you, you never got off Rainbow Moon, did you? Well, I can't spoil the ending, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Moon, is that Planet of the Apes? Well, no, that, that, was, <laughs> more, uh, that was more to the fact of, uh, did grind you down to see to the end? Well, it did grind me down, yeah, but just because it's not that much, well... 
I kind of got bored of it after a while. I think that's what can happen then, because you grind so long, you kind of forget about the narrative, and you just get... It's like some kind of abstract torture, where yeah. you're just grinding forever, and then you kind of forget the time and place. I mean, there's some interesting... Um, there's some interesting facets to the the combat and the way that you can upgrade your character. You can kind of upgrade yourself within the level that you're in. So you've got the usual experience that you earn from the battles, and obviously that goes to like the normal upgrade system. But then you also earn pearls from each individual enemy that you kill within each battle, and you can siphon them into uh, different attributes within your character within the level that you're already in. So you can concentrate on making his attack stronger or your defense stronger or the speed. Right. You move stronger, so it kind of adds some pacing to the uh, battles then. Yeah, and it adds like a decent layer of customization as well. Yeah, that's good. And though it's not in time for the podcast recording this weekend, we do have we have one more review pending, probably going to be posted this weekend. Here, by the time the podcast goes up, it's probably going to be live, and it's a review of mine for Inversion. And I don't know, don't really have any spoilers to tell you about with regards to the score or the tone of the review. Well, um, can we get can we get a little taster, a little sneak peek of what's it's, it, it it borrows from a number of games uh, but you know never really reaches any kind of heights if that makes any sense. Yeah, the gravity manipulation is pretty cool, especially some sections where uh, the world pretty much gets twisted upside down, but these moments are not really that uh, often that they take place. And, you know, the dialogue is very basic and the writing is quite poor and uh, the story is forgettable. So it's... uh, You're probably looking at a score between 50 and 70. How's that? Oh, right. This is done by... Saber Interactive, which previously did uh, Time Shift a couple right. of years back, uh, which had the main mechanic of uh, time manipulation. And here's this. Is, here's we jump in on the gravity bandwagon. Yeah, yeah that's gravity bandwagon. Like take um, pretty standard shooters, but then take another idea that's currently floating around within the industry to try and mix things up. Yeah. And I mean, they do that, because I mean, with it, you know, it's a cover based shooter like Gears of War. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if with the gravity gun, you can shoot, uh, like, a small blob of anti-gravity thing, and then your enemies kind of float from behind cover, and you just shoot them in the air. So that's kind of, you know, unique, if you will. Didn't, didn't they have that in Mass Effect? Couldn't you, with one of their yeah, bionics? Could one of the, yeah, one of the powers, they could do that, yeah. Nothing like seeing a floating Krogan, and then just blasting it in the air with a shotgun. Yeah, some similar, for sure. Uh, the enemies look like they're borrowed from Rage... If you play right. that, the gravity stuff is very much similar to Prey, and the shooting action running is similar to Gears of War, so that's kind of the three games that it borrows from. Uh, some interesting news around the industry, including E3 staying in Los Angeles until 2015. Mm-hmm. Hooray! I don't know if that's exciting or nobody cares. It is. My pants are tightened to a desirable degree. <laughs> it's. Uh, I guess it depends if you're attending or not. Uh, I know the reason that this whole thing was under consideration is because the contract with the city was running out and also because uh, Los Angeles is building a big NFL stadium 
right in the convention center area, so they're actually demolishing one of the convention center halls to do that stadium build. Um, I actually saw the map. Uh, it's pretty cool how they're fitting that whole big stadium right in there uh, for an NFL team that they don't even have yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. But, but uh, yeah, so that's getting done, and apparently they're going to try to arrange so it doesn't interfere with the conference. Cool. Just put a big net over it, big tarpaulin, and then we won't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's it was a matter of space and you know disturbing people at the conference with the construction. So yeah, I'm sure they can hold it off for what three days. Sure, not not if half the thing is already destroyed. What are you going to do then? <sighs> Just keep baying away from it. You'll be fine. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll fix that later. Nah, I haven't seen that yet. Is he, is he missing out, Matthew? Uh, did you enjoy the previous two? Uh, yes. Uh, well, if that's your reaction, then <laughs> you're missing out. Not entirely, because you don't sound too enthusiastic. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> For those not understanding, we're talking about Batman, the new film. Which Pete hasn't seen either, so I don't know why he's giving me a hard time. Uh, yeah, uh... Off topic for a second. I thought I, I actually preferred the first one more than the second one. Okay, well if that's your if, if that's what you think, you'll probably enjoy this one more than the second one as well. It's 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 much closer to the first one than the second one. Uh yeah. So, so sometimes uh, I don't know. I think that the writing can be a bit. I wouldn't say it can be a bit heavy-handed sometimes. Yeah. With the uh, drama morals. and exposition. More. Well, yeah. There's 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 quite a lot of. Uh, well, yeah, heavy-handed exposition in this. Well, what about the... I think the message was kind of, like, we are the 99% kind of thing, wasn't it? Or yeah, just to some degree? I didn't really get that. Um, I suppose there's parallels to be drawn there, but I don't think that that was his intention, really. Because I, um, I, I, I think David S. Goyer was talking about... Um, and he was talking about it as well, because he said, I think in his interview about Black Ops... Yeah. Bringing it back round, um, it was the kind of the same thing because that kind of got flack. Um, but I guess every, every, I suppose if you like, you know, making a movie for two hundred and fifty million dollars and you try to make it, or you try to have some kind of, um, uh, you know, well, not so much morals, but you know, undercurrent about you know social things, then sometimes people can think it, you know, your opinion isn't, uh, it doesn't matter. I suppose. But I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, sorry about we that. We went from Los Angeles to Hollywood to NFL to movies. That's cool. Yeah. Staying in the same area, at least. Uh, Ubisoft had a bit of a situation earlier this week where, over the weekend, a uh, guy, security guy from Google, found an exploit in the Uplay DRM system that Ubisoft uses for its games. And basically that allowed people to potentially hack you if you had that browser plugin installed. And uh, the story got spread on Monday or thereabouts, and uh, Ubisoft uh, fixed it pretty much the same day, but didn't really admit to much wrongdoing beyond, oh, look, it's fixed now. <laughs> so Best to move on. One of the you know most controversial DRM systems in the business uh, yeah. you know, doesn't need any more bad press. It well, it, it depends if it's been like it's so much now. Then, like, what's what's another you know tomato in the face of the stocks that they're on? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, it's not really well liked as it is, and nope. uh, having that happen 
is not doing it any good, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's fixed now, so you should update your Uplay clients if you use any Ubisoft games at the moment. Uh, it should update your browser plugin thing. It should be fixed. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, the, quote, most expensive game MMO <laughs> ever made, has uh, bit the bullet, and uh, subscribers dropping below 1 million, so they're going free-to-play this fall. And this is uh, also kind of, you know, probably not easy to come to terms with for EA and Bioware. No. But, but uh, I guess... Can somebody try and explain to me why it wasn't as good? Or why it's losing these subscribers and stuff? Everybody was so ramped up for it, I remember. Yeah. Well, not after... No. Well, they were ramped up for the idea of it. But yeah, after yeah, that's what I mean, first, the idea. After the first couple of beta weekends and after the game actually came out, people realized that it's uh, just wow in space with voiced characters. Yeah, I think so. I'd, I would have preferred like a few others just if that team went and did the Old Republic again. You know, just a, a, a game in the in the series. Yeah. yeah, EA probably wouldn't allow it. Plus, I mean, Bioware isn't what it used to be anyways with the people that are there now. Yeah. Just the people that were there before. Um, I think that's starting to reflect, you know, in Dragon Age 2 and Mass Effect 3 uh, and now this. Uh, it's yeah. not, not quite the same staff. Make uh, it stop. It'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see how they do financially off, off of this game, going through to play, whether they manage to, I don't know, make any significant chunk of money out of it. Well, they need to make $250 million back, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Ka-ching! I imagine they've already made quite a bit of that back, but they clearly need more. Yeah, um, how much for subscriptions? Like is it standard fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, man. I think, but um, MMOs to some degree may seem to be dwindling as well. But I know it's been spread out a lot more. What people play, it's not just you know everybody's on Warcraft now. It's uh, it's getting quite uh, spread out. No, it's still pretty much everybody on I, Warcraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but less than before. Warcraft still is the um, the big the big one, the uh, five hundred pound gorilla or whatever. But um. Yeah, you're seeing a lot more competitors these days. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the free-to-play models as well, from MMOs. Mm-hmm. All right. A new Steam user agreement uh, that came out this week prevents class action lawsuits. So I mean, what it was. I didn't even pay attention to it. Before. Oh, see, they got you there. <laughs> I oh. agree. They got you there. So if you sign <laughs> Yeah, it's a back episode about... Um, Apple iTunes, <laughs> where everyone just signs up to it without without looking at what the update is, and they all sign their lives away. <laughs> yeah, so if you signed into Steam this week, you were probably presented with a new updated agreement that you had to accept if you want to continue using the service. So that basically waives your right to host a class action suit? Yeah, pretty much. Well, can you just make another account and then sue them? Wait, what? Or, or delete but, Well, no, everybody who... Can you sign up to it now? Yeah, I suppose if you never sign in to Steam ever again, last yeah, ever again since <laughs> last week, you would be able to. Fair enough, but who's gonna sue them anyway? Yeah, they have way too many fans. Yeah, no. get the wrath of the. I mean, EA did this too, and that they got a lot of flack for it. But uh, yeah, Steam, oh Steam, it's okay. Steam, yeah, cool. no, they, they can do no wrong. <laughs> and the, well. EA and actually a lot of financial reports came out this week as the mm-hmm. term ended. We yep. had the EA financial report, Activision financial report, 
Sony one. Yeah, yeah, Sony. What are the highlights? Did uh, Sony Mas- pre- present a loss? Or? Yeah, yeah, massive losses, it seems. I mean, Sony's loss, um, I don't know how to say, is it decreased, increased? Sony's loss isn't as significant as their last one. Yeah. They've made an improvement, but it's still a loss. And it's still loss a loss, loss in the gaming division as well. Yes. You mean the, the, the IPs that they put out? Well, no, it's everything, like hardware. Yeah. Like so Sony games. as a company, the overall Sony um, corporation made a loss as a company, but um, as part of that, the gaming division made part of that loss. Right, right. But um, EA rose up above them all, didn't they? They seemed to be the one that came off the best. You know. What? Did, Did you read it? Don't think so. They're losing money. Are they? I, th- I thought they made money. Their stock Everyone's is like... Money. Are you reading proper reports from this year? Uh, it, it, it was either that or some kind of sales increase. Well, we were just talking about Star Wars going free to play because it's dropping subscribers. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the company made a loss, surely. No, but it means they're dec- they're like not like going up anymore. But money-wise, they've not lost money. No. They? Right, right. That's that's what I mean. No. Doesn't mean they're doing well. Their stock is like dropping like crazy. We talked about it last time, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who else? Activision. Their WoW subscribers are dropping, but still 9 million is nothing to shake a stick at. <laughs> a big and, dirty stick. And uh, Call of Duty yeah. DLC selling like crazy still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. And they're making loads and loads of money on these Spyro's adventure franchise. Spyro? Dragon? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a cartoon series, I guess? No, 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 it was a... No, it's, that is a video yeah, game. It's, Back on yeah, the yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Some of my best time playing that game. Well, yeah, games. They're, they're making these games, and they're making them lots of money, and I guess the action figures as well are making them lots of money. Oh, right, are they? Yeah. You got, yeah. Uh, the money bags guy in there as well. But, um, I, I'm not, the, the game comes with some kind of pad that you, um, you place these action figures up on, and... Oh, like... It brings something up within the game world. Using yeah. the PlayStation Eye, or no, no, like it's handheld. Whatever you. Oh right. Yeah, it's like a small pad, I think. That you you put these statues upon, and it brings that character up in the game world. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> they're they're apparently doing really well for that thing. It's like the number one selling Scar- game. Is it on PSN or is it? Is it like made major release thing? Oh, it's a fully fledged game, I think. Full, yeah. Full, full retail release. All oh, right, I might have to look into it if it's as good as the old ones. The old ones are great. Yeah. I think it's very different from the old one. I don't oh. know. Uh, I'll check it out. Uh, another one I heard of was Namco Bandai making good money off of yes. Soul Calibur. And Tales series. Yeah. Can't forget that. So everybody's making money, mostly, sort of. Apart from Sony. Apart from Sony. And hoping for next gen to come soon. Oh, it will do. Yeah. This is the lull before next gen comes out and everything rockets back up again. Yeah, God. Rocket ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of like the game division, Sony should be making money at this stage. Oh yeah, which is which is quite worrying, really, when you think about it. They need they need a kick up the backside, I think. Oh, I think it's part of the uh, faltering expectations on the Vita, not selling as yeah. well as they hope. Yeah, but I, that was you know easy to see. It's just a, no place in the market for it anymore. I mean, there's a there's a small niche of people who 
who enjoy like console style experiences on the go, but with the proliferation of iPhones and handheld devices, I mean, mm. smartphones these days, is there really that much of a um, of an old school uh, handheld market? No, it's, 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 I think it's, it's got some good games for it, but it's just dishing out the money, I think. Yeah, well, the games have kind of dried up now. Like, what's coming That's out? It. I don't know. I, I saw some stuff on... The thing was, uh, the issue I had with release stuff was that it wasn't varied enough, or it was just a continuation of an already established franchise. Yeah, exactly. And, just an Uncharted or something. Yeah, I, I know you need a safety net, but come on, you know, you need to bring out something that can only be on the Vita. That's what I was harping on about. And that's the thing, there isn't really much that can only be done on the Vita. I know, so somebody have to harness, you know, the touchscreen, the back pads, the dual analogs, the, the you know, the uh, camera on the front, you know what I mean? But... Everything at once. Yeah, be like a, one of those pers- people who like is a one man band who has like the bass drum on the back, <laughs> tambourines on the feet. That's what he needs to do. One man band simulator. <laughs> yeah, just smash against the floor for percussion. Don't give Activision any ideas now. Oh god, <laughs> one man band simulator. <laughs> the next guitar hero. <laughs> and in the most exciting section of the podcast, called well, we still don't know what we'll call it. In our notes, it says rumors slash other slash coolness, which is the best name ever, obviously, yeah. for a podcast section. Uh, we're talking about Kickstarter, but not getting carried away like last time. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about a specific project uh, called Oculus Rift. Yep. Yeah, the it. virtual reality headset that got funded over the past couple of weeks for yeah, uh, really a rocket. A billion gazillion dollars, even though they're only asking for two fifty. Yeah, it's one point two mil. At the moment, yeah. Right. How much is left on that? How many days? Twenty-seven. Oh my goodness. Yep. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I know, Uh, but yeah, it's got a lot of. uh, It's in development. Uh, It's the dev kit at the moment. They want to send those out and get a. The headset's done before. But the thing is, what I was, the question I was raising was that, you know, is there like a price on this thing yet of how much it's going to cost a person to have it? Is there, well, for the different donation levels, uh, is there one that says you get one for donating this much? Well, for five grand. <laughs> is that what it uh, says? Uh, for... uh, $275 unassembled Rift prototype kit plus Doom 3 BFG. Okay, so that's probably the starting price. Yeah, but that, that, that's a dev kit, though. Yes, that is, yeah. No, well, yeah, maybe they're not planning small. to make any retail ones. Maybe that's oh, what it's going to be. No, 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 they are. They said, but they need to get it dev kitted first, oh. you know, so people can build stuff for it. Yeah, I, I imagine something like $200 seems viable if this thing's cross-platform and yeah. just plays with any game, I suppose. How much was a Kinect when it came out? Around that? Around 200 It was one. Well, it was 150 by itself. Was it? Oh, right, then... Yeah, but it seems like it'd come out with the well, game. Well, this, I think, uh, wouldn't this just connect to a TV versus a console? Yeah, it is just the, it's just the TV, yeah. Yeah, wait, wait. so you wouldn't care about compatibility. Oh, right, so, but then, obviously, in the game, you'd have to, like, switch on the mode, like, you switch on 3D mode for, like, a kill zone or something. Uh, maybe, yeah. You'd have to switch on, like, a thingy mode. Maybe you should buy one and tell us. A like death kit? It. Yeah. You, I'm not made of money. Make it your research assignment for the site. <laughs> I'll just go and rob one. A what? Rob it? Like <laughs> steal it? Well, that's what robbing is. Stealing. Nobody there. says I'll rob it. 
Well, people in England do. Did you in England? Well, you're weird. Robin it, man. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. but um, obviously a lot of people have uh, thrown their hat into this ring, such as uh, Jesus H. Gabe. Um, well, I always think that, that uh, the headset sounds like a really cool idea, but I, I've just got so many concerns about actually using one and wearing one. What do you mean? Well, it's would it be any good? I mean, I know it's the kind of thing that's always sounded cool, but in practicality, I've nobody's, uh, nobody's ever made a good one yet. I've I've, like, I've used one before, not um, Oculus, but I was in a I was in Las Vegas and in, oh. in, an, in an in an arcade. Uh huh. Arcade. Um, you, you could sit in this machine. It was like, um, do you know RoboCop, the walking big? Oh. Uh, the, I can't remember the name of it. Ed or something. And uh, it was like one of them. You put the thing down on your front. It was perspective VR, so you could like look to your left and right, and you okay. had like joysticks in your hand. But the graphics were like Sega Saturn graphics, <laughs> um, just like a, a mech shooter. And yeah, it, it was perspective, but it wasn't particularly great. That's about as close as I've um, ever been to it. But I think it'd be cool. You just—it's one of those things where are you just standing still? You know, make sure you don't run into a wall. You don't knock someone out, kind of thing. Was it? Was it immersive? Would you say your experience with a headset? Well, no, no, not to any degree. It was I, it was like playing a Saturn game in, in front of a big screen. Uh, but um, I think it would be cool. Like people were saying, you know, amnesia would be good on it. Like particularly <laughs> horror games. I suppose. But you'd end, with with that you'd run into a wall trying to think you'd escape. But that's what I mean. It's like it would be weird standing there, but with um, like moving with joysticks I think yeah you still move with joysticks not like you're running around your room yeah un- unless it was connect or something like that <laughs> well, we're talking on like a whole new levels here I know that would explode the brain but, yeah, in- interesting but again you know you never really know how things turn out until they turn out I think it's one of those uh, unless you play it you'll never really get the uh, the full scope of it I don't think yeah It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Um, there was some interesting videos of uh, John John Cormack um, at E3 talking about yeah. the sets and the experimentations he's done with them, and he's talking about how basically there's massive latency issues with the yeah. ones at the moment, and that's the biggest issue. But he thinks that it's been solved now. So, well, yeah, good luck to him if they can pull it off. Yeah, we'll see where it gets to. EA has sued Zynga for copyright infringement. The Ville. Which is kind of like kicking a competitor while they're down with the well, problem. Zynga's terrible. Well, Zynga's uh, been having some big problems on the stock market past couple of months. And I guess EA is like, hey, let's swoop in and take him out once and for all. Well, they did rip their game off. But again, that's nothing new to Zynga. Yeah, exactly. I guess <laughs> it was a matter of time before they uh, copied the wrong game. That well, they, they on them. picked on someone bigger than them. Yeah. Usually, other stuff was. Uh, it was yeah, it was it small indie devs yeah. um, that they got stuff off. But uh, I know I, when when I see a Zynga game or the kind of art style, I just I want to punch the monitor. It infuri- <laughs> infuriates me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just got a very. They've got such a, a wasteful kind of game um, cycle. They will rinse something, get as much microtransactions out of it as possible, yeah, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. And uh, but it, it, it's so much money from microtransactions, though. I think I'd be interesting if games do go free to play, because you can end up spending, like you know, even if it's like two fifty, um, two pounds fifty or two dollars fifty a month, 
imagine doing that for a couple of years then and then making their money back but i think people don't realize with like uh, microtransaction things like zynga how much money you may be spending because there's no there's no floor on it i don't think Oh, uh, you, you don't. It's well. You, I can imagine if you're playing a game for that long and you're just making these tiny purchases of every now and then, you'll lose track and you'll forget, and like you'll just continuously spend. That's that's what they rely on, isn't it? Yeah, um, especially because there's been obviously stories of, like people racking up about three grand's worth of charges on Farmville. Yeah, but you know, just using their parents' credit card. Yeah, all um, those kids. Yeah, and it's a thing, especially if you're young and you have a, you know, you've got a bank account. And things like that, it can, uh, you know, it can be seen as quite a predatory gaming experience. Your wallet, anyway. Well, they'll just tell you that it's business and nothing personal. Yep. We'll we'll see who ends up the winner on that one. I know. Shitty business. Yeah. Uh, The Xbox next Xbox development kit apparently got leaked. Some. Speculation drawings, I guess, of how it looks like. Well, it was um, the Durango. Yeah, yeah, Durango. Durango. Sounds like an Australian orange drink. <laughs> um, but yeah, the person had these pictures. There was a shot of some uh, some coding in uh, Visual Studio. It's just basically a black PC tower at the moment, um, with two kind of uh, interface menus that you can. Uh, Go on, it's very basic stuff. Uh, but the guy, you know, says it's that. Uh, he wanted to sell it, which is kind of funny. Yeah, strange. <laughs> like, but it, the, the pictures are in, I'm assuming, what's his living room um, or some kind of stock room. So, can't somebody trace that or if one's gone missing? But they, it, there was speculation on stats, and then they had things like the jobs uh, posted at places like Infinity Ward and ID and Crystal Dynamics. Um, for for the new com- console. Yeah, so it's probably real, but it's just a matter of why is he trying to sell it? It's kind of funny. Because he wants to make a quick book. Or yeah, something. but I mean, wouldn't those like at this point be like individually numbered so you know where it came Serial from? Serial code. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, and what really? I mean, what can you really do with that development kit if you buy it? I mean, it'll be interesting to break it apart and see what's in there. Well, um, I've Competition. got. A, I have a story from. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Because it, it happened at, when I was working at Sega, um, somebody had stolen, I think it, it may have been Xbox and PS2 at the time, or even like PS3, uh, they'd stole the dev kits and tried to sell them. And obviously, because everything's inventoried, it like got straight back to them, and then those people were fired and like blacklisted from working in any kind of games environment. It's, what it, about it's, actually it's, getting like criminal stuff done? Because I mean, oh, it's yeah, this, 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 Well, it depends, I don't know. I'm only speculating here, but I don't think people talked about charges because oh. it because um, it's happened with a game disc as well. Somebody's stolen uh, like game software and uh, things before they've come out and like given them to people. Uh, so you know, what I mean, it can come back to bite you because that's one of the like most frowned upon things. I love how your voice just gradually got kind of softer and more mysterious as you tell him the story. Yeah, that's, that's like, what I'm doing. I'm bringing you on in. the down low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not really much download anymore. I, d- I don't know what they can do. That's the thing, because working there um, in that testing facility, they, they they said to us that if you get another job somewhere, and that they're, they're not a pre- they're not um, prepared to give you like um, a reference. So, Why? I don't know. I can only imagine their business model is like battery hens you know, <laughs> in a farm. 
where you know after, if you leave then they consider your next snapped or you you milk for all your worth next what google fiber and if you, if you want to talk about that i don't know anything about it well it's the new kind of internet thing that google's launched isn't it just incredibly fast internet isn't it 100 megabyte uh, connections I don't know if it's megabyte or megabit. I'm not sure. Or, or, is it, or is it gigabit, which. Uh, but the thing is, um, in places like I don't know if I said this before. In like uh, I think it, is it China or Korea, or is it somewhere like that, where um, they've already got like fiber optic internet there. Yeah. And well, we have it here it. too. We just don't have any kind of those speeds. Yep. But I'm talking like mental speeds they've got yeah. there. Yeah. Um, well, Japan usually. Yeah, yeah, places like that. Uh, They've had it for, it's been like three years, they've had it there now, something like that. Um, but I think, you know, it's be, a lot of things become more internet-based. I think it would be, uh, you know, the days of bad pinging and everything, maybe a thing of, thing of the past with uh, Google Fiber. But I think it, it also gives, you know, there's a lot, uh, especially for gaming, like, you know, larger audiences, larger people in games, um, allowed to be on servers and things like that. Maybe, but... It, um... It, it increases the viability of um, cloud game. Uh, sorry, um, streaming services like online yeah. and, uh, well. and and cloud gaming. Imagine like a cloud-based MMO would be pretty insane. Yeah. If it was just constantly put up on the server and everybody had such a good download speed and everything. So I'm yeah. sure we'll get it in Canada by 2050. Yeah, one one day. One day. <laughs> we'll get it in England by 3,000. Yeah, <laughs> when it won't even matter because I don't know we'll probably have repopulated Mars or something. Exactly. <laughs> We're just putting the line down now, guys. <laughs> Everybody come back to Earth. We have now yeah. reasons to be here. We have internet. Who wants to do the question of the episode song? This is a song question of the episode song. Yeah. Well, it's an Olympic-themed question. So I think Matthew, being our representative of the Great Britain of Nations, should sing a song to introduce it. What's what's the British anthem? Um, the British anthem, what national anthem? Yeah, I know, I know it's got to save the Queen, but I, can't, I, don't, I don't really know um, how it goes. Um, what? <laughs> Come on! Na, 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 yeah. na, 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 and they even had that in the <laughs> zombie la, la, trailer. Remember? La, 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 la. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, Liberty, I don't know something. God save the Queen. I prefer the um, Sex Pistols national anthem. Yeah, we'll go with that then. <laughs> no, because then they're gonna get copyrighted. La, la, la. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what's our question then? What? What's the question? What What games or activities in games would make the best Olympic events? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, anything yeah. from um, any of the WarioWare games? <laughs> <laughs> well, you somebody had a giant stylus. And you get about a five-man stylus team on a giant touchscreen. So any any Wii activity like that? Yeah, I suppose there could be some Wii games. You could have some Cooking Mama Olympics, the quickest, you know, to, like, cook a dish or something. Um, I, I'm trying to think of some interesting things in you there. Would, you should have the Connect uh, Sports Olympics. What's in that? Well, you're, you're participating in Olympic sports, but with Connect. You could have a Q-Op. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, running in place all that good stuff except have the scores actually count yeah uh, and you could have something like um, the 
you know, like the bailing thing, where like on the skateboarding games, where you uh, see how many bones you can break after going off a giant ramp. <laughs> like in uh, Tony Hawk's, I think you could have it at one point, and in the skate games. That's just called Jackass. Yeah. And make an Olympic sport then. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one as well? Yeah, you could have like Mario Kart in there around the track. Yeah. In real life, yeah. People, yeah. people that throw like you know. I don't know that's quite... People that throw like rocks to you and banana peels, and you get to throw them at other people. <laughs> Have you ever seen that French guy who dressed up as Mario and um, went out on the streets of I don't know where he's at in France, but went out on the streets of Paris maybe, throwing banana skins and like little toy shells that he had on a Mario Kart. <laughs> Was wasn't he in a little go kart as well? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it then. Then that that'd be pretty cool. Or any kind of like Mario Party games or something you could have going there. You know what they should have? Uh, they should have everybody dress up as Gears of War characters and then see how many chest-high wall hurdles they can do. Well, you mean like vaulting over them yeah. before, before getting tired in their exactly. hundreds of pounds of armor? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, they could have, like, I don't know, something gravity gun-based or, like, bullet time ones, bullet time running or action. <laughs> or, you know, dodge a wrench. <laughs> bullet time dodging of bullets. <laughs> yeah. Of missiles and projectiles. That would be a very short-lived event. Because of lack of bullet time, but we'll give it a go. Yeah, or you, or you could have some, like, I don't know, turn-based action going, where each get you just move one square, like a real-life game of chess, but with, like, fencing, and, like, some people have guns, some people have uh, broadswords or, or judo, depending on their rank or uh, their <laughs> discipline. <laughs> You do an old-school Sam Fisher Splinter Cell type event where you can see who can um, hold themselves in a shadowy corridor by doing the splits the longest time. The side, the longest time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you can have like an assault course you have to like sneak through. Yeah, part of the gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that would be better than the Olympics then. We need to uh, get, get this thing going. The video game Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how uh, we've uh, came up with some things there. Should we put a copyright on this as well? Yes, I am first going to make sure that we are our, our own nation, so we can have a community, and uh, we can go through this thing without a hitch. And then we just need to find funding to buy an island. Um, I think we go to Kickstart for that, and once we buy one nice sunny part of the world, we'll uh, build a stadium, get some investors in there. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. And now, we're saying goodbye from the 10th New Game Netcast Episodia Olympiads of episode 10 mm-hmm. where the gold medals go to Alex, Peter, and Matthew for being the <laughs> participants. <laughs> so we automatically win the event. All events. Exactly. May I sit at the right hand of Zeus right now on the Olympic uh, on Mount Olympus. Excellent. And I wish the remaining athletes and events uh, you know Godspeed. But you already won, so you don't really care. Yeah, and may you know, may fire rain down on your enemies. <laughs> we can sort that out. Quite. We can make it happen. Yeah. Please remember to visit www.newgamenetwork.com for the latest and greatest video game news and reviews. 